I get a little bit confused when Uno's not. She's kind of part part of my hierarchy. I think I'm going to talk about that today. And I think I titled hierarchies because there are, there she is, there are so many. And the way of working with those uh, and understanding those would be quite a project for each of you, for each of us, for me. So, and I've uh, been thinking about it. And I think I've talked about this. Seems like you've been given a talk on this topic before. Uh, and uh, the the student talks, the monk talks uh, yesterday, uh, and, and that Chazan mentioned, uh, was asked a little bit about hierarchy and mentioned that uh, someone asked, uh, what about family, wasn't it? And, you know, what, did, what was the question? What did you say? Is family a natural hierarchy? Mm -hmm. said no. Mm -hmm. And uh, is family a natural hierarchy? And he said no. And uh, I would say, I wouldn't correct that because I think it's accurate. But I would say a little bit yes and no. What happens is it starts out as natural and then goes into uh, uh, a more, uh, shall we say, personalized form of dependent origination, a more, a more something that helps us to feel more like we're somebody separate from our family. You'll notice, you may notice, you probably notice that some families are really tight. I mean, they're so... They're so tight that they think, oh, life is all about family and, and supporting each other. You know, it's like, it's almost like everybody's a, uh, everybody's a Gemini or something. They're all on the same, they're all on frequency modulation, which is something you've probably never heard of. It's called FM radio. Uh, so, but the whole idea of hierarchy is really a good thing to, I want to say something about it, but I think uh, questions will be good. So the, I'll do some obvious uh, uh, natural hierarchies. They're obvious, the seasons, the weather, the coming and going of this and that. They're just doing it in a, it's just a natural function of the way things, uh, uh, to put it um, specifically, they communicate, they cooperate, they collaborate, everything works. Your heart cannot digest food and it does, it's not interested in doing it. You notice how it's not jealous of your stomach? Not really. Looks at occasionally and think, well, you know, I got my job, so I'll just push the blood around. And I'm using that uh, metaphor because it's it's such an obvious one. And even that, even though it's all physical, as far I mean, as far as we know, it's all physical from the point of view of just the body situation. We're not even talking about spirit or mind or consciousness. But even there isn't there isn't any particular agreement on it. There's differences. You can't, you can't, you can't get a, uh, a one uh, kind of uh, a person who's working with the body in their particular way to necessarily agree with everybody else. Have you ever, you ever been to a, uh, a deal ch chiropractor fight? <laughs> yes. They don't, you haven't. Okay. Well, don't. <laughs> Not good. Not healthy. So what, what, what quite often happens when someone interrupts our our natural, and not our natural hierarchy, but our imposed hierarchy that we think is natural. I mean, that's what we think is the truth. Why isn't everybody voting this way? Or why isn't everyone following this particular path? It's because of dependent origination. And it's because you can't lock down on anything. I'm not saying that some things are very, very definite. 
uh, my experience of uh, imposed hierarchy was uh, extremely powerful and experiential, not only from my stepfather, starting with that situation, which was extremely powerful and authoritarian, but also my four years I spent in the Marine Corps, which I occasionally will mention that because it's such a great example of something that is, the, the intention there is to control, I mean, they say it's to protect. I mean, yeah, to some extent, but it's also to really have control. And uh, we're all getting a big dose of that these days in politics, not only in our country, but around the world of people who want to be at the head of everything else. Uh, kind of a, you might say, a theistic approach. Uh, somebody is in charge of everything. Not wrong. I mean, it's not, it has some, uh, some dynamics there that seem to fall in the, into the line of uh, natural, um, or you could say organic hierarchy. It's, it's the fixation of the grasping on the situation, the demand, the lack of communication, the lack of, of, of listening, the lack of receiving. If the, if the dictator were to listen, they could probably dictate from now on. Go ahead. Does the natural hierarchy, when you gave the examples of like the seasons, um, is natural hierarchy a reference to the phenomenal world? What do you mean by phenomenal world? Uh, the world of materiality and boundaries. Insofar as that, that is our understanding of it, and to some extent, I would say that would be more, more about Is that. there a natural hierarchy that is outside of the phenomenal world? Uh, from the point of relative truth, yes. From the point of absolute truth, no. In There's the, anything outside of absolute truth. Yes, go ahead. In the absolute sense, is there any hierarchy? No. With natural hierarchy, you were giving the example of a family that you said maybe it starts off mm -hmm. and then there's the imputation. Mm -hmm. So before the imputation, is the natural hierarchy inherent? It's, it's probably functioning in such a way that it, it's, uh, it's, it's just basically a dependent origination with no particular, you could say, other kind of interference from the point of view of trying to change that to squeeze some kind of other results. So I would say it functions naturally for a while until the, until the karma or the causes and conditions that cause uh, one person from, you notice them, you have brothers. So you notice how different you are from your brothers. And you notice how, we notice how people born in the same family are so, so different that it's like, you know, have the same father, you know, you wonder about stuff like that. While someone that you're friends with, you're, you, you totally different background, you're so very, very close. It's like they're your brother, your sister, so close to them. Is the natural hierarchy then still a product of dependent origination? Everything that we can see that goes this way or that way is, de is dependently risen. Even if that dependency uh, uh, it's not necessarily the weather or the chemistry or the, 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 the biology that's coming for us, but also that which is added on, which is our positionality on it of imputation of somebody who wants something else. That's also dependent on everything. It just looks like there's somebody there. Is that what you're asking about? One who has a realization of no self and other, are they functioning out of natural hierarchy? Both. It's all, it, it's, it's, you could say it's situation or expedient as long as they're, it's happening at the same time. Uh, but that's also what the conclusion that there's such a thing as time. We have to say something. So we say the same time. There isn't any time but this. 
it's 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 we have the way we're wired we we grasp at a past or reject it we grasp at a future or reject it or we ignore both and even ignoring both uh doesn't necessarily uh, guarantee some kind of clarity go ahead what does it mean if someone were to function out of natural hierarchy or natural boundaries what does it mean what would that what would that mean like um what what's guiding what or, what, is it, what guides the, the action or the functioning yeah. or no guide nothing's being guided uh, the, the 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 if someone had was clear in that way they might occasionally feel guided or not guided they wouldn't pick and choose even if they were be, being picked on and choosed on or chewed on yeah that works even even if there are causes conditions coming there's no praise no blame there's no accusation going away from whatever is showing up into something else Never abandon what happens. Don't kill your thought patterns. Uh, be genuine. Be who you are. Be the karma that is trying to show up in this particular uh, landscape called uh, the realm of desire. Be here genuinely, yes. Does hierarchy imply a vertical component? So we're kind of we're kind of stuck with uh, verticality and what's that other one? Yeah. We're kind of we, we kind of I mean gravity is like saying, sorry. To impose this on you, but uh, you're not liberated yet. So you're going to have to obey gravity. And we've tried to, you know, helicopters, tried different ways of arguing, arguing with that. So I would say, what was your question? Does hierarchy imply a vertical component? Yes. Shoka, yeah. you have a uh, question? Yeah, Cheese um, asked it. I suppose I can ask you a question. Sure. Is there a natural or organic way to relate to imposed hierarchies? Yes. Just observe. Don't go to war with anything. And if you see yourself situationally going to war, then insofar as you can, just watch it as much as you can without arguing with the very functioning that's going to war. We tend to, the ego situation that is sometimes missed is that we think we're supposed to control ourselves. It's just a misunderstanding. That's a, it's a different level of understanding, closer to uh, uh, the the uh, sergeant major being over the staff sergeant. Go ahead. How is circularity hierarchical? Uh, because of the assumptions of, that it's not seen as a circle. We think we're going somewhere. We think we're getting somewhere. It's like, a, what was the talk? Didn't I give a talk on progress? I don't know. You're not going to get anywhere. And I don't mean to throw, what is that called? Cold water on your plan to be a success uh, and you could you could as long as you understand it then you can relatively you can work and get better and improve and do all kinds of things but nothing lasts uh, coming back to uh, uh, three marks of existence impermanence discontent and uh, no solid self anyway you? Um, you use the body as an example of a natural hierarchy the heart mm -hmm. the of the stomach um, how is using the concept of natural hierarchy, what is that pointing at that would be different from saying that it's just naturally functioning? Well, you, you know, we'd have to, it doesn't have the, well, as Jeevzan was talking about, vert verticality. So it could happen all kinds of different ways, especially when you get out of the, of the um, um, so-called physical body mind uh, society a situation which has a, a, a lot more a solid kind of reference points 
get into the into uh, deep consciousness or into the dream world, everything's up for grabs. And the dream world keeps trying to base what's happening there on this world. But if you see through it, uh, you know, nobody's in charge of anything. This, uh, if you think somebody's in charge, this is a basic description of theism, thinking somebody's in charge of everything. In other, words, in other words, that's imputing some solid kind of identity or situation. I know I haven't answered your question, but I wanted to go through that first. Now you can ask again. Is the concept of a natural hierarchy pointing at something other than just a natural functioning? Could be dysfunctioning. There... Sometimes it's seen as that, like you can't, you can have, uh, like some things are really important. You can cut all your limbs off. Uh, don't do that, but you could. And, and if somebody will feed you or take care of you, you can still live and function. So you, some things are have their necessity in terms of contributing to that, the support of the whole system. But this is, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm responding, but it's obvious to you if, you if you think about it. There's things that you can't, I don't think there's any way the stomach can, blood or the heart can digest food a little bit silly sounding but there there's specific things the way things function i'm not knowledgeable about the body particularly a little bit but not much but uh, that that uh, ca uh cause and effect cause and effect is the way the structure looks to our immediate awareness but if you go start to go any deeper into it it's tributary streams flowing in the darkness you cannot find the source of anything does natural hierarchy imply some sort of structure? Sure. Just like the, the one that I use uh, often is just a tree. The roots are not in the sky. They're in the ground. And then there's a trunk. And there's a, just a simple a metaphor. You... <clears throat> is there um, a point where natural boundaries or natural hierarchies and imposed hierarchies anything? I think... But you could, if you don't see the difference between them, then you can get, then you can be manipulated. But your own mind can manipulate manipulate you into thinking this is right, that's wrong. Uh, quite often, we tend to judge others by uh, imposing our ideas on them. You see somebody doing something that we wouldn't do, and we might jump into some kind of structural the situation that is just that we're just inventing, or our society has is buying into. So there's just so many things that are just like the distance, you, the personal space distance in in uh, in our and here is you know so far away arm's length, but uh, in some other area it's like less than that, like elbows length away. So those are things that are uh, that are qualities that arise in a society that that are are tied into all kinds of things that are probably untraceable. I mean, that's, I'm not saying you couldn't write a book about it and find out about that and write a book on personal space and the distance and depending on the nationality, the culture and so on. Of course you could. But there's so much going on there that uh, uh, it's good to just understand what those are in themselves. Uh, structural. I mean, not, not structural, but uh, um, a... Uh, a natural hierarchy like the tree, which applies in a lot of different places, and then uh, kind of a, a, a cultured hierarchy, which could be have to do with the way the society functions and so on, the values that are coming and going within various individuals. Some individuals have more sway, uh, like the Buddhism would not be probably here if it weren't for the or Asanga in the what century was that? The third, third century BC? Was that it? 
anybody. But, but, but if it weren't for our, for his seeing the value of that and beginning to spread that, so everything is kind of dependent on everything else for its uh, for its apparent uh, autonomy or singularity. And so it's a matter of looking at any given situation that looks like one thing and seeing that it's not one thing. It, the, the oneness uh, is just coming out of the out of the way the, the way that uh, dependent origination and the way hierarchy uh, or the, the I don't particularly care for this image, but pecking order kind of thing. So it's not exactly that. It's more it's more about what needs to come up and what needs to fall back. And if if one uh, if one is clear about that, um, you may not feel particularly enlightened, uh, but you you won't interfere with your with your life and try to make it something other than what it needs to be. And no one will be able to track you. No no one will be able to find you because you're you're not solid anymore. It's called a spiritual path. Yes, sir. When you talk about something like an imposed or an artificial hierarchy, is that something that's done by humans? Say more. Are you talking about aliens or it seems like cockroaches? Yeah. I mean, really, what are you talking about? I'm wondering why something like the way a tree comes up is less imposed than something that we might put on a situation. Why the tree is less imposed? Yeah, why that hierarchy is considered natural and something that a human does or something we do is considered something outside of that or artificial. They could also human beings can also be be a natural hierarchy. Excuse me, the, the the whole family situation that was brought up yesterday that could be that could function uh, very naturally. It wouldn't have to be imposed by one particular person being kind of a renegade in the family. Not, you know, That's, did you hear what I said? Because you're asking a question awfully quickly. Does that feel like I'm criticizing you? Of course, of course it does. Go ahead. I'm trying to trace that back because even it seems like that one person having that imposition is dependently arisen too. So how is that not natural? It is. It's just a matter of being aware of what is happening. It's not a, a matter of oh being on the side of the right. Uh, you it, it may function uh, organically and naturally, and and it may function. This is why it's so difficult to realize what this is because the. The, the, the meat hooks of, of ego are so intense. The three poisons are so intense. If anything deviates, uh, we immediately want to correct it, change it, bring it back. We want to make it align with our idea about how things should be. Is there something fundamentally physical about hierarchy? Does hierarchy exist outside of materiality? What do you mean by physical? And I'm not being silly. So what do you mean by it? I think of like gravity as being something that's imposed in space, I guess? There's no gravity in space. I mean, I'm going to take exception with you because I know you're a nuclear physicist. Or something. Go ahead. Is space just a type of hierarchy? Hmm. The concept of space is a hierarchical. I'd love to say that. Hierarchical. What about the experience? <clears throat> what about it? Is the experience of space hierarchical? I think any experience is going to have that aspect to it because it uh, has an otherness to it. So anytime you have an otherness, you have a, uh, it's going to be getting bigger, getting smaller. It's over here, it's over there. Well, goes on. 
how can we work with the difficulties in the context of a, a hierarchy that seems to be so culturally indoctrinated, like patriarchy, you know, through different cultures, and it's somewhat taken for granted, but it seems like there's a little bit of a feeling of out of balance somehow. So how mm-hmm. can how can you work with that when it's so deep and structured? Are you speaking specifically about patriarchy? That would be a, an example of one that seems to be obvious okay. in different religions and different cultures. And, so and your question was how to work with that? Yeah, it feels like it's, it's, I'm ready. it's out of balance. Yeah. Find it in yourself. There's no there's no patriarchy. There's no confusion. There's no anything you can that looks like it's out in the world is here. Well, maybe here or maybe here. But it's it's in this consciousness. So if you find it, uh, you'll know about that. You'll, you'll actually understand what that is, and you'll be, what, responsible for it. It's your fault. When I say that, of course, there's no blame. There's no praise. But it, but you, me, us, consciousness, consciousness. Not, there's no, no one owns consciousness. It just looks like it, and it looks intensely like it. We leave here. We go to our card. If you keep looking for some kind of proof that this is, Unreal, the very nature of that is is a part of the whole what shenanigan. There isn't anything else. There's, even proof is uh, is a relative construct that ha- may have hierarchy, may have uh, some of it may be natural, some of it may be invented. The military is certainly an invented hierarchy. It's powerful, and, and people believe it. People will go in and just de- uh, it's like. I remember when I went in, I, I just, I didn't know what to do with my life. I was really confused and I was terrified of everything and everybody. I just didn't let anybody know if I could help it. Um, and I thought, oh, I'm just going to, I didn't need to do something and I don't know what to do. So I'm going to go in the military. And I did. And so for four years, I, I, somebody else just minded my business all the time. Do this, don't do that, stop that, go this way, go that way. <clears throat> and then when I got out, uh, that same old terror came back. Now I, I still don't know what to do. Does our experience have a natural hierarchy? What do you mean? Just the way in which we experience our lives. Um, we assign, you know, like that was a great experience or a bad experience. Or is there a natural hierarchy or is, is oh, or so is so even that? So everyone has a different uh, kind of a value. They value this or you know. People here value training their mind, value meditation, value what they've studied in Buddhism, apparently value something that I'm saying. So that there are other people that could come, you know, you might be, you know, study this or work with this uh, mind training kind of thing yourself and might feel like this would be really helpful for uh, Joe or Mary or somebody else because they're having so much difficulty. They're not really ready for this. It's not, uh, it's not, uh, meditation is not a palliative. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying it's not all over the place. Uh, Mr. Zen, John Cabot Zen is doing, is helping people where they're at. So mindfulness practice could be helpful, relatively speaking, but it, it's not particularly, uh, what's, what we're doing here. So we wouldn't necessarily correct it or say they shouldn't do that or they should do what we're doing. People should be respected. We should, you should respect people's clarity and their confusion. And you can start with your own. Stop trying to fix yourself based on your ideas about what the mind is and how you should be. The very nature of this situation is 
to continue to object or agree or ignore. It's just the three poisons. So you could have there'll be some aspect of that happening, but you're ne you're not probably not going to be able to get to some kind of a well, finally, I, I finally see what that is. Mm -hmm. um, how does seeing hierarchy help us see who we are? Damn it, I know. How does it help you? Um, you were talking about functioning within these hierarchies and that if we saw that, we would, um, I think you said something like we would not have any, we would realize who we are. Did I say that? that no, it wasn't those words. Oh, I was going to say that. Sounds a little fluffy. Well, the last part, realize who you are, I added. So could you say so, what that well, would be? So it's a, it's a part of it. It's, uh, it's part of the whole, this is why it's so confusing. There's so many parts. There's a, and the, as the, the, the uh, Shoka and the Kozan <laughs> studying the Abhidharma literature, which is just loaded with a, with all kinds of ideas and numbers of this, numbers of consciousness and parts of this and parts of that. Uh, not incorrect. It looks like we would probably need to go through some of that to realize that you probably aren't going to be able to come up with a, uh, an equation that's going to work here. Uh, not that you can't come up with certain things that are really, just like the, the Four Noble Truths, the Eightfold Path, the Twelve Links, uh, the Three Marks, and all of the very concepts that, are, that have a hierarchical help us use concepts to go in and look a little bit more deeply into the way consciousness works, just the way confusion works, the way the, our beliefs and our ideas and our opinions get a hold of us. And at some point, there can be a, a situation where we stop uh, disagreeing with everything. Uh, we also stop agreeing. We, we don't no longer take a position. Even that's not a position. And the way you know that's not a position is you won't have any idea what you're doing. You don't have any idea who you are. I'm not saying there won't be a conclusion like I'm the one taking the garbage out, of course. Might need that. Otherwise, uh, you try to walk with somebody else's feet. And that works in the dream world, but it doesn't work here. Have you noticed? Let's see. Who do I? <laughs> Joke, I go ahead. Uh, is there a difference in how it shows up for somebody who doesn't know who they are in that sense and confusion? I'm not. I'm not sure how you mean by. Is there a difference? You already know. There's already a difference. But what else do you want to know that I probably can't tell you? Is there a clarity that arises with the not knowing? Yes, clarity is always. Clarity is not about clarity. Clarity is about confusion. If you have clarity about clarity, this is a <laughs> this is a Pollyanna. I'm so clear. You know, I used to be really cloudy. Not anymore. Clear. I see everything. Everything is like everything is transparent. The world is so ephemeral, and I'm so just. I don't know. I'm just wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> it's horseshit. Don't buy it. Pardon me on YouTube. I probably shouldn't be using animals' fecal matter. <laughs> <laughs> More about that. Uh, it seems like sometimes with confusion there can be a clumsiness. Can be. Is, is that same kind of clumsiness? Yes. Right? Don't don't modify it. Don't just just be aware. Just receive it. It's it's a uh, it's laid on your doorstep. Just just receive it. 
Now you could say, well, you've got it coming, but that sounds too accusatory or something or like cause and effect. And it's not actually that. It is cause and effect up to the point where, where you're, uh, you stop having a position on it. You can actually look at something without knowing what it is, having no position on it. You can actually observe, receive, feel, smell, taste, touch. You can actually have thoughts that have no position. More. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I talk about how awakening and delusion aren't separate or they're not two different situations. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if when we are looking at that as a, as a different situation, is delusion when we impute a resolution to the confusion? I follow you, I think. Um, yeah, it's like you, you just don't want that information. It's not The information isn't living up to your expectations. So you're actually refusing your own awake, awakening because you have an idea about how that should look. The whole hierarchy thing is coming back in. <laughs> you, you, won't, you won't get a credential. I'm sorry, but you will not, you will not, it would not be a success story. That's relative truth. That's um, the mundane path. And how does that end? Death. Not to be negative about it, but death. Things appear. We think there's something, there's somebody going on with ideas and opinions and beliefs and structures. We think we're a Buddhist. We think we're this, we think we're that. Big disappointment. And I'm not saying this to particularly make people feel bad or add to your miserable Sunday afternoon. But you don't, you don't have to have a relative kind of happiness. You don't have to have a relative kind of suffering. You can just have this. And this may come, it may go, but, but as I've said many times, and people long before I got here have said this, it just seems to be a real good way to say it. What you're looking for is what's looking. That's what's doing. Whatever is looking, that's what you're looking for. So why would you keep looking over here for something that's already the case? And that's a why question, I know, but it seems to be necessary. Anything else about Sito? Uh, uh, I was just looking at the um, Ikebana there on the altar, and it, I was wondering if um, when we see the beauty in things, even structured things like that, is that kind of a recognition of natural hierarchy? Yeah, it's a taste. It is. Everything is perfect. This is what this is what the arts are about. Whatever one of the sense fields they're operating in, including uh, what's that called? Gastronomy? No, that's yeah. Whatever. Working with those elements uh, and and uh, endeavoring to bring things together in such a way that it reflects uh, the universality of whatever that is in the art, visually in the arts, uh, in, uh, in music, sound. All of that. So, yeah, and so when, when somebody brings elements together like uh, Ikebana using the, the hierarchy of heaven, earth, and man. So, uh, earth seems to be the lower uh, gravity part of it, and the heaven seems to be the reaching up, the idealistic, you could say. By itself, it is idealism. By itself, it is earth. But, and then in the center is man or human being, human consciousness. When that, when the, the, the traditional way of saying it is that, uh, the way Trungpa Rinpoche talked about it was bringing together uh, the man is bringing uh, heaven and earth together. And uh, I may be misquoting, but so something, uh, an element, and when that happens, then some, then it's just there are three things and one thing all at once. So you get to see that. This happens in visual art, happens in music, happens in, uh, and it can happen in your consciousness. Then that that's uh, 
that's when it leaves the mundane area uh, from a point of reference and becomes a spiritual path, which has not abandoned anything, including the mundane. But it has not ha included it either because it doesn't need to include something it's not separate from. If you look at confusion, you will see reality. Just a fancy word for something that's uh, not particularly visible. Yes. What did you mean by universality? Um, uh, so I can't think of anything else. Like I could have said Amazon. Universe, everything, universe is uh, anything you see is. Uh, Universe, universality of that particular thing. I'd have to look up the word maybe to extend on it. Further question would help help me with it. Does everything have a universality to it? The, the way that I would say that is there isn't anything else. It's uh, the teaching, uh, the, the, the third turning teachings uh, talk about uh, uh, empty of other. And there's some conflict there because of the Shentong, Rantong, Rantong school of uh, emptiness and then they're afraid that things are going to get too fluffy so they want to keep make sure it's empty my way of talking about it i don't know what they're up to actually what does it mean to understand a concept no longer be hoodwinked by it no longer be controlled by it and to understand what it is and what is it basically let me help you dead the concept yeah concepts are dead it's like um yeah it's a structure but it doesn't have any life to it <clears throat> this is why poets come along, which I'm sure you know about poets, since you've been translating poetry lately. Uh, come along and look at what the poet, what the what the word, uh, the the words signifies, and then they come together, and then we notice something else is being pointed at beyond the words. You've already stumbled into that feeling. It's like it's there, but you can't really say it. How do you really say what that is? Well, their words are concepts. You're working on Chinese uh, uh, characters and translating them into English. Is that clear? Yeah. So you're working on that. And so you're seeing a lot of ways, especially with Chinese, there's lots of ways that that concept of uh, the glyph that represents a mountain, I mean, it just goes in so many different directions that you could, you could call it lots of things. That's one of the few I've come across that actually is only one thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually, it's actually three things. You know why? Yeah, because that's how it looks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's there's a small mountain, a big mountain, and a little mountain. It's also a trident. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, question from Greg in the UK. Yes, Greg. Once we see what's looking, what then? So I would say I would say let's take it back to. For me to come along and fill it up with some kind of magical mystery tour. tour. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> you know, about what then? You know, it would be better to just be with that. Then then you, uh, dependent origination will come in and you will understand it perhaps with your own karma coming forth. You may understand it deeply and with complete purity. And if you do, you'll probably vanish into space. Or you may work with that. You may may look at that as a, an emptiness teaching. You may begin to understand the teaching of emptiness, shunyata. Or you may begin to, begin to understand that everything is not separate from the awakened one, from Buddha nature, or Tathagata Garbha. It may go, but, but there's still, as long as there's a human being in this form, and you've not vanished into light as of yet, then uh, there's going to be some kind of a relative situation. You may function as a teacher. You may not. 
Good one. Uh, from Mayune in France. I know her. She asks, I do not get the difference between hierarchy and structure. Could you help me? So, so structure is a, is just any, any kind of a structure. And then the hierarchy seems to be, uh, uh, show up as a, as a, Juzan was talking about is, is it always vertical? Not necessarily. It could go sideways, could go up and down, but some kind of a, um, where this has to happen before that can happen. And then this has to happen before that can happen. And sometimes if we're trying to, if we're trying to get something to occur in a certain way, we might interfere with the natural hierarchy and get it to do something different. A good example of that is, uh, is, uh, uh, bonsai, the, Japanese uh, form of taking little trees and, and twisting them around, tying them in knots and making them look like, what do they call that, dwarfs? You know, little, uh, it's kind of interesting because they're changing the shape so that the natural situation would be for the tree just to grow and then we get in and move it around. And so, uh, Mayun, when you're working on your paintings, there's a natural hierarchy that's flowing out of you as a, as a woman who is functioning as a painter, expressing yourself with colors and shapes on a flat surface. So there's all kinds of hierarchies that have to happen for you to even do such a thing. Then as soon as you enter that realm, then everything is up for grabs, so to speak. Uh, there's probably a better metaphor than that one. Everything is completely open. Then you step into an open dimension. And then depending on what uh, kind of uh, materiality or presumptions about the nature of painting, about the nature of bringing uh, a violet together with, uh, with uh, uh, yellow ochre, and uh, how much, and then you, you begin to look at that. And then that hierarchy that is looked at there, you notice that one is overwhelming one other uh, situation. And then you might modulate that or modify that with the, with the light intensity. You might modify it with the shape that is, uh, is laid out the color of that particular, um, wall calendar, that particular picture frame, that particular, uh, person's face. Uh, that particular uh, shape of color that, uh, that is, uh, has no objective uh, reference, and you might be moving those around. So you're actually working within the nature of hierarchy by not ignoring hierarchy and not grasping onto a certain kind of hierarchy unless you do. Like the, the painter George Seurat painted, that was a pointless painter. He uh, his his way of working with it. I, I call him he's the, the ultimately uh, the most cautious painter. In the world, because he only does one dot at a time. Just going to do a little bit of vermilion, then a little bit of chrome yellow, and then we'll, and, and then he he probably had some kind of a hierarchy or formula for repeating that. At least the way the afternoon on the Grand Jacques looked like. Pardon my French. <laughs> <laughs> I know she will. She pardons it all the time. So, um, so I think that the structure there, there's the, there's the kind of choosing this over that that comes naturally out of someone who is a musician or an artist that like you're, you're in charge of the world. You get to actually do what the world does. You do what the universe does. You do, that's what artists do. Um, th that's what you do on the spiritual path, except you're actually doing it with your life. So it's, uh, you don't have the, the, the success story. Uh, not that you couldn't be Dalai Lama, but even the Dalai Lama's got his problems. When you paint, is there a quality of identification that goes into your painting? With me? I paint? <laughs> what, are you, what are you asking me? <clears throat> I hear you, but I'm not sure what you're asking. If someone, if we're, someone were to criticize a, or compliment a painting that yeah. you had done. It hurt my feelings. 
keep coming. There's a lot more there. Don't don't stop there. And we just we're on, we're only on the first paragraph. Well, the specific situations coming up for me is I'm looking at um, just the aspect of creativity in our lives, and we've been working on that shrine back and forth. And like yesterday, you you modified something really simple to extend the piece back out that had already been cut off, and immediately I might not have said anything, but there was just fingers being pointed, and that was like you were feeling bad. I was kind of pissed off for 30 seconds that you had been cut <laughs> off <or> something. <laughs> but um, it, how does it feel to get pissed off at your teacher? It feels really personal. Yeah, it is. Go so, ahead. Was I guess I'm wondering if that's coming out of a misunderstanding. You misunderstood what I was saying. Am I misunderstanding something to take that situation personally? No. No. It's very personal. As long as there's a person, it's going to be personal. So quit trying to get rid of yourself. To thinking that there's some better Buddha. The confusion is the Buddha. If you think otherwise, you'll continue to spend lifetime after lifetime. Am I condemning you to something? No. Oh, I'm just saying that you don't have to do that. Yes. How do we take it personally without feeding ego? Just see that you see that ego is unreal. So you don't have to be concerned with ego. You have to know about that structure, but you don't have to get rid of it or cut it back. Sometimes people, when they first, especially when they first start practicing, they realize how self-centered e egotistical they are. And that's why it's necessary to have somebody help you a little bit. Say, don't worry about that. Just, just keep looking at that. It won't last. Nothing lasts. For any further questions that you have? If we see a hierarchy, are we separating ourselves from it? Probably not. The whole idea of separating, not separating, is part of the issue. We're, we're trying to not separate ourselves from it. So uh, that's what I'm picking up from what you're saying. But you, it doesn't matter. There isn't anyone. Nothing is threatened. You can be. You can be a complete. Uh, I don't know. Bozo. You cannot. You cannot understand this. The only thing I would say is practice anyway. That's why the book study we do when people get get kind of intimidated by the text, and those texts are really difficult texts, as you know. And some people are pretty good at, you know, understanding and clicking in with all the conceptual models that are happening there. And other people are kind of blown away by it. The only thing that's important is to study it. The only thing that's important is to meditate. We don't, there's no way I'd ever give anybody a test on anything. Well, except for Shoto. More about that? Good one. So just, it's just a matter of being aware of it. The way you talked about painting and hierarchy made me think that there was something like being with the time component of a hierarchy. That makes any sense. So I'm wondering if being with the hierarchy is different from observing the hierarchy. I think those can show up and can go back and forth. Uh, the, the, the movement of the whole thing uh, could take it, but just don't conclude anything. The idea is just not don't settle on anything. And don't refuse to settle on something because you're not going to be able to see. It's like counting the limbs on a centipede. What's that going to get you? It's going to get you to 100. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just too, you're, uh, when I'm saying I'm not accusing in particular, I'm saying you don't have to be that fussy. You don't have to go in and make sure you've got every one of those. You know right where the... Uh, See other little shoes on them, or, you know, like a cartoon or something. But it's just about awareness. Whatever rises in the in awareness, that's it. So uh, hierarchical. If there's still a body mind complex that's happening here, named 
Bill or Joe or Freedom Mountain, then that's it. That's what you have to work with. You have your own body mind. Just be genuine. Be who you are. Be the emotions that are rising. Don't grasp on them. Don't justify them or abandon the emotion for why it's okay to have that emotion. Just be that. Just be that. How do you do that? You practice by sitting down, holding still, watching the movement that keeps objecting to your life. Robert. So if you, if you just be the emotion, is that also seeing hierarchy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there isn't a particular conclusion. You might not be able to write a book about it, but it, but it, but you're, you're in the situation. So being in the situation, uh, the, a, a word I rarely use because ego wants to usurp this word and that's surrender. And, and there, it is a, it is a kind of surrender. You're, you're just going to be this. It's a very simple, ordinary. Tamagashippa. It's just ordinary mind. Just, just this situation is astonishing. You don't need anything else. Is hierarchy a good word? Is it? It actually points at dynamic exchange and harmony and order when you can be yeah. that emotion or whatever. I think it does. I, I think the misunderstanding of hierarchy might thinking if you go too far with it, 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 it starts to develop into right and wrong and correct and incorrect or who's in charge, who's not in charge. So you might as well go back to Abbott and Costello, you know, who's on first. You know, it's, but at that point, when you have taken hierarchy and seen it as something outside, Probably would rather than coming from simply being. But be careful when you say simply being, because even that is extra. Okay. You can't. There isn't. There isn't anything. There isn't anyone. There isn't anybody. So therefore, you can actually be who you are. You can be this person. Live your life. You may. You may do it here. You may do it in uh, Arkansas. You may do it in. You may do it in a different way. Thank you so much. Stand and dedicate the merit in the back of our chant books. I'd just like to remind everybody about the. Donation boxes that are in the hallway. We also accept PayPal payments, contributions, assistance, and thank you. Also, to let you know that there will be a service Wednesday evening, so Kazan will be giving a Dharma talk at the usual time. May the this penetrate into all places so that we and every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way. The Ten Directions, the Three Worlds, all Buddhas, all Venerable Ones, Bodhisattvas, Mahasattvas, the great Prajna Paramita. O Buddhas and Bodhisattvas of the Ten Directions and the Three Times, please hear us. Please come down out of the light and protect Sokotoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, our Sangha, families, friends, and visitors. Heal everyone who is unhappy, sick, or suffering and fill them with love.